Our text this morning comes from our Ephesians passage, and it comes right at the end of that passage. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not by your own doing, it is a gift from God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Jesus Christ for good works, which God has prepared for beforehand, that we should walk in them. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, today as we spend time in your word, Lord, we ask that you build us up and strengthen us in your word, that we may draw close to you and see that as we are your workmanship, you have guided us to live out your promises in so many ways. Lord, in your mercy we pray. Amen. If you notice today, we have moved away from the soundtrack of life and we are taking on a new an interesting journey into the book of Ephesians. Um, this is a pretty common book that many people have read, and, and we hear lots of common passages that, that, that come out from this section of Scripture. And so we're going to take the next few weeks to kind of dig into Ephesians and discover a little bit more about our true identity, um, and it's no secret that our true identity is in Christ. So we're going to talk about this book for a little while. We're going to walk through. Um, but I thought it would be helpful for us at first as we look at this book. Uh, many po- people believe that this book was, was written by Paul um, to the Ephesians, though there is some doubt as more recently um, people have studied and tried to figure out a little bit more about it. Um, but it does kind of fi- follow a, a, a structure that Paul uses in, in writing. And we first hear about Paul um, spending time with the Ephesian people in the book of Acts. And, and he does so um, on his third missionary journey um, that he spends um, going, and he spends a great deal amount of time, uh, longer than most cities that he goes to. He, he spends a lot of time in Ephesus um, joining with the people. It is likely that he spent around three to four years of time with the people there. And an interesting fact is that they also believe that John spent the end of his life also in Ephesus um, talking to the people there and sharing about this, uh, sharing about Jesus there with the people. We can read about um, Paul's farewell to the people of Ephesus, even in Acts. If you, if you looked in Acts 20, you'd find this passage. There was much weeping among them all. They embraced Paul and kissed him, grieving especially because of what he had said that they would not see him again. Then they brought him to the ship. So it seems as though the time that they had spent together, uh, Paul being in Ephesus, was a good and profitable time that was uplifting for them all and was um, a little bit difficult for them to separate and and leave one another um, during that time. It is believed that Paul wrote the book of Ephesians in 60 A.D., Um, Late in his life, Paul also um, talks about how he is sending um, Timothy to Ephesus and to to walk with them and to talk with them and and share with them there. There is some considerable questions as to who wrote Ephesians, um, but it is credited mostly to Paul. um, And because of the relationship that they had, he seems to have written, wrote it in a little bit of a different way than, he, than the other books are written. The big ideas that come out in the book of Ephesians are 
this idea that we are adopted um, as sons and daughters into the family of Christ and are his children. And also, it talks about how, how the Ephesian people can grow deeper in their faith, grow deeper in their walk with God. In Paul's life, when we, well, from what we know of Paul's life, we certainly see that there were many seasons of his life, the time where he completely all out rejected Christianity and even went so far as to try to kill Christians, all the way to the time where he went on journeys, spending time, and then even being punished for his walk of faith with Christ. The story of Paul's life in the book of Acts is quite interesting, and we see the ups and the downs and all the changes um, that he goes through. He so often identifies himself in many different ways throughout the book, oftentimes as separated from God and then also as following Christ. There are many ups and downs. We can see these things happen um, as he viewed how his identity is viewed in different ways um, throughout his own life. We can see that his life follows this passage from Ecclesiastes 3, 1, that we all know quite well. For everything there is a season and a time, every matter under heaven. There is seasons of our lives, and likewise, with our identities, we find our identity different places and going different ways all throughout our lives. We oftentimes struggle with this idea of identity. What I mean is you have every different stages of life we go through. We seem to encounter different changes in understanding who we are and throughout the transitions we kind of sometimes see rough spots. So as we walk through, I'm going to, we're going to share a little bit about different stages of life and, and kind of bring to mind a few of the identity questions that come up at each of these stages. When we are children becoming TJ, teenagers, we often associate our identity as who we are with our parents, with our family, with the people that we hang around with often. When we were kids, we associate who we are with who our parents share with us that we are as well. As we become teenagers, we often become more independent and begin to discover more about what we're passionate about and, and kind of still take our identity from our parents but we begin to understand and see more that things we're passionate about more so than the things our parents are passionate about. We find our identity as friends and social status when we're in high school and junior high, and those things seem to creep into our lives, and parents have a big role still, even though they see their kids discovering themselves. It is especially true that kids in high school need their parents to see their identity in Christ as well. As teenagers, and we, as we transition out of the home, we begin to see ourselves more on their own, making decisions for themselves, working hard to find who I am and who our identity is. Our college years often help us form our ideas of ourselves and see the way that we want to go and where we have passion. It always seems that Texans have a special way of identifying themselves as they go through college, right? 
it's deep-seated and, and in their identity, um, the way that they, they see colleges um, and how that forms their, their lives for the rest of their lives, right? Um, maybe. So um, starting your career oftentimes um, comes up with a new way of looking at ourselves. As people, we often identify ourselves as from our work. Who we are comes deeply from what we do and the type of things that we do. We deal with our, our own ego in the same way. Um, are we good enough? As we identify ourselves with others and connect with others, does my status and my identity work well? Does this combine and sometimes can create problems for us? If we lose our jobs or if we change our careers, we can see that our identity can be challenged. Another time and transition is if we get married, we often take on a new role of our identity, being a part of a couple instead of being single. For many, this can be a hard time. Other times, other people, it is easy. But we don't want to lose ourselves or our own individual identity in becoming a couple. As we have kids, we change, our identity changes once again. You take on a new role of your identity as a parent. Not a small role by any means, but you play a large role in forming identity of your family. Then there's midlife changes where we think back and sometimes look to, and see the identity that we once had and are looking back fondly and desiring to have that again. Or our children become out or go out on their own and we we have an empty nest. We no longer have the same role as parents. We often then take on new roles as our own parents need more care. And we go through even losses of parents. We also can struggle at times with our identity. Throughout retirement is another time in which we can continue to struggle with our identity when we move away from that career that we've always had, we need, we oftentimes search for the way that we identify ourselves and who we are. We move away from that thing that we did so often, we found joy in our work. And then there's also the ident losing identity as we lose our mobility or lose our friends can be quite difficult as well. We no longer have the freedom to drive and it forms us. It forms us as we have to go through all of these different ways in which we identify ourselves. All through all these transition stages, we oftentimes can get lost in our identity. We can either turn and try to figure out for ourselves through our own works what we can identify ourselves as, or we can move forward, as is talked about in our passage here in Ephesians today. So we find our identity in our works, sometimes what we've accomplished, or in ourselves, rather than how we are created to serve and to be Christians here on earth. As we look at our passage today from Ephesians, I'm going to take a look at a few parts from Ephesians chapter 2. I don't have it up on the screen today, um, but you can look it up in your Bible, Bible today. And we're going to be in Ephesians 2, um, verse 1. And it says, 
And you were dead in trespasses and sin in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of power, the heir, the spirit is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived and in passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and by nature, children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. Paul here is guiding the Ephesians that he too once identified himself as a children, child of wrath. We too, as born people with original sin, we too often struggle with these ideas of the flesh, the things that get in our way. We often identify ourselves in negative fashions instead of positive ones. We often try to make sure that our identity is what drives us, and it can drive us away from God. Paul uses these passages to describe the human condition, the children of wrath, the dead, that we are dead in our trespasses. Oftentimes our sin leads us to identify ourselves not as children of God, but identify us as children of wrath, identifying ourselves with the sin that we commit. In this passage, it talks about how we are dead, how we are disobedient, and again, how we are children of wrath. The passage then goes on, but God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with, with which he loves us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, we are made alive together in Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised up with him and, see, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This passage, Paul guides us to see ourselves not by our own doing, but by God's work. God's a loving and merciful God, and he has showed us his great love, and he has loved us even though we disobey him and we sin in our trespasses. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and it is not by your own doing, it is a gift from God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. Our identity does not come from the things that we do. It does not come from our works. It does not come from who we have created ourselves to be or who we are, how we identify ourselves in our own minds. Our identity comes because we are a workmanship of God's hands. And he closes out this verse by saying, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. This passage guides us once again not to seek out our own way, not to figure out how we're going to struggle with everything in life on our own. It guides us that we are people that are joining Jesus joining his plan for us so that we can walk as his workmanship. He has shown great love to us. God loves each and every one of us. God makes us alive by his grace. God raises us up with Christ, and we are seated next to him. So we are no longer strangers, and we have hope. We are God's workmanship created by his hands, for a purpose. 
In our desire to find our identity, we often find ourselves seeking things inside ourselves. But instead, we need to look outside ourselves to find our identity in Christ Jesus. God has gifted us in so many different ways. He has given us many talents and abilities, maybe some that we haven't even fully discovered yet. But he gives us these fruits, the fruits of the Spirit. He gives us these spiritual gifts and talents. Ephesians, as a book, gives us an idea, and we're going to discover a little bit more over the coming weeks, that we have a purpose and that our identity is found in Christ Jesus through our baptism. We identify with Christ as the body of Christ. We identify with Christ, each of us, as a Christian. In our seasons of life, we often find our identity in Christ, and we use it to give glory to God. So as we go out from this place today in seeking out our identity, Let us find our identity in Christ, using his gifts for his purposes that he has created before us. Amen. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, guide us to see ourselves as the work of your hands. Guide us to be confident in knowing that you have saved us, that you have loved us, that you've had mercy upon us. Help us identify ourselves in you. In your son's name we pray.